from the beautiful San Fernando Valley, it's anything but Keyshawn, with your hosts, Matt, Jay, and Chris. Baby, KBs, COVID has a field day in the NFL, Steph has a garden party in New York, and your boy Chrissy takes the lead in the ABK Bet of the Week competition. All this and more, buckle up. Centric edition of the Mother Effing ABK. I'm Chris. Oh, I don't hear Jay. And I don't hear Matt. That's because I'm here solo, folks. And I am champing at the bit to talk to you about some great sports. Uh, we want to hear from you at abkmailbag at gmail.com. And, you know, rarely do your expectations meet what actually happens. This is a show that, well, I'm going to exceed your expectations. You're going to like the way I sound. I guarantee it. So, you know, the Rams won on Monday night football to, well, gosh, over 16 million eyeballs on that game. So a pretty hefty audience. We're, we're in the, um, you know, we're in the, the, on the grand stage and everybody's watching. Um, I'm getting a lot of texts and then I'm wondering, you know, are we going to record on Wednesday? And I, I don't hear from Jay. I don't hear from Matt. Uh, and so it, it's just funny to me that I have to, not that I don't always pull those two dead weights along with me every time, uh, every show, every podcast, but this time, you know, I'm literally doing it. I'm literally lifting everything. So I appreciate you being here with us. I, I, I couldn't, you know, we're going to chop it up. It's just me and you talking sports. It's going to be a lot of fun. So how am I doing? Well, I'm finally recovered from Las Vegas. Uh, I did get sick upon my return. My wife was like, dude, every time you come back from Vegas, you are, you get destroyed. I mean, like you're sick. I, I don't think I had the Cron, the Omicron. But it's possible. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I could smell every day, so I don't want you guys to be feeling too bad for me. Um, just laid low over the weekend, and then on Monday, it, you know, the spirit of the Rams and my boy McVay just shot through me, um, like COVID shot through their locker room. <laughs> and here I am. So I'm ready to talk some sports, and we've – look – are we going to, we're only talking football today. It, well, maybe a little bit of Nuba action, but only football. We're going to pop into a little bit of the bowl games that are coming up uh, over the weekend and over the next few days. We're going to talk a ton of NFL and my betting. And as you heard in the opener, I did take the lead in the ABK uh, bet of the week competition. So I, it's like everything's turning up, Chris. You guys are here with me. I'm here to just rage and party time with you guys. And I'm just so, I've been looking forward to this all day. This is just so great. So thank you for joining me. Uh, let's get right into it. Let's talk a little Nuba action before we get into the foosball. Okay. I, I want to briefly talk about Steph Curry's garden party, as I mentioned, in the garden last night. The guy is now the leading three-point scorer in the league uh, in NBA history. And it was, you know, it's quite an accomplishment. Uh, let's see. I think he's, you know, he's got like over 2,700 threes. It's just unbelievable, the dude. Um, and who he surpassed, I believe it was Ray Allen. Ray Allen was 39 years old when he ended his career or thereabouts. Um, Steph Curry is only 33 years old. <laughs> now I know that it's a little bit of a different time, uh, but just the fact that, you know, we had sharpshooters back in the day, Ray Allen, obviously one of them, um, Larry bird, you know, all those guys back in the day, but 
Steph Curry did something that literally changed the game. Like he, he's the reason that all of the big shoot threes now, um, and I mean, just looking at this guy's stats, uh, he has the most single season three pointers in NBA history. Uh, he's the first player in NBA history with 253s and 500 assists in a single season. Uh, he, he's the only one to score 50 points and make 10 plus threes in one game. He's got five games in a single season with 35 points and seven threes. <laughs> the guy is out of control. So, um, I'm, it, it's just amazing. And I, I, the thing that I take away from the, what, what is his final number going to be? It's just like insane. Uh, I would say that Kevin Durant probably feels pretty stupid about leaving the warriors, uh, at this point. Um, and I just wanted to touch upon this. So let, let's get in ah, damn football. Let's talk a little football, shall we? Okay. Um, and I think Oh my gosh, we've got a, remember, you, if you want to join the conversation, abkmailbag at gmail.com, we've already got a question right out of the gate. It's from Ty uh, in Denver, and he wants to know, oh, it's a quick hit. Okay, pretty cool. Three different tiers. Who would you rather have? Uh, first of all, Ty, missed you in Vegas. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, almost, I almost pulled a tie the, uh, on Sunday. I was feeling bad, but then... Craig, the chemist, uh, came through and, you know, Dr. Feelbad, uh, gave me something and eased my woes. So I was back at it, but we missed you, man. Uh, maybe next year, uh, we'll be back in December. Um, hopefully not on NFR weekend because that proved to be a rough weekend to be there. But anyway, back to your question. He wants to know who would you rather have Brady or Mahomes, Herbert or Burrow, Hertz or Tua. Oh, I see. So it's like three different tiers of QBs. Like who would I like to, okay, well, I'm going to assume that this is starting from right now. And is Brady, look, Brady right now in my, I think I have him as a bet, uh, MVP of the league. I, I mean, who else would be in there? You know, um, I was thinking Kyler Murray at the beginning of the year, my boy Stafford is back in that conversation. I think you have to say it's probably going to go to a quarterback. Um, now, Aaron Donald is the NFC Defensive Player of the Week, and he's the best player in the NFL, but is he the most valuable player? I think it has to go to a quarterback. So back to your question, Brady or Mahomes, right now I got to go with Mahomes. Mahomes has at least another decade to play, and Tom Brady uh, – gosh, is Tom Brady going to play till he's 50? I don't know. It's totally possible. I think he gets bored of the game before he quits. So, and I think that's going to happen sooner rather than later. Father time is undefeated. I'm going to go with Mahomes there. Uh, Herbert or Burrow love the toughness of Joe Burrow. Gotta go Justin Herbert though. The dude is just whipping throws when he needs to and willing his team to victory uh, at the beginning of the season. They had, they were looking amazing at in the middle of the season. They had a few flubs and I'm nervous now. Cause you know that I have the hundred dollar bet with Jay. He says the chargers are going to win the AFC West and I've got the chiefs. I'm still going to ride with the chiefs. They're a game up on them. A lot's going to be decided tomorrow or for you tonight. Uh, what a hell of a Thursday night game. Um, so I'll go with Herbert there. And then the last one hurts or Tua. I dig what hurts has been doing lately. Uh, and I dig what the Philly, uh, Philadelphia Eagles are doing. It's like fly Eagle fly bro right now. And they have been a pretty big surprise for me, um, this year, but, um, the, the Dolphins are playing at a pretty high level, especially the last five or six games. And, you know, they're, they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. And this is what the, we thought they were going to be last year, like a continuation from the end of last year. And a lot of that has to do with Tua. I think they're um, just a higher quality team. Um, I like my boy Gaskin is is balling out. Um, they've got a few, actually, I can't really name any other players on the dolphins right now. Look, I'm getting a little bit of stage fright cause it's just me. 
but that's okay. We're going to take a deep breath and keep moving. But I got to go with two of there. Thanks for the question. Let's talk about last week. Let's see how things went down. So last Thursday, we had the Steelers at the Vikings. Um, Vikings were in control of that game for the majority of it. And then in the fourth quarter, Steelers come roaring back. Um, Ben Roethlisberger, like, plays out of his mind, at least in that quarter, Uh, went off for over 300 yards, three TDs. And by by the way, uh, I think I was, a a couple of the guys in FanDuel had Dalvin Cook, and he just went off. I mean, over 200 yards, two TDs. I'd be interested to see who Jay played in actual fantasy because he has Dalvin Cook. I'm assuming he played him, but I know it was kind of iffy at game time. Um, Steelers tried to win it. They're six and six. Uh, Vikings, by the way, still in the playoff hunt. Uh, They've got a huge game this week, um, but interesting Thursday night game. Um, Moving on. Ravens blow it to the Browns. Oh gosh. I don't know what to say about the Browns. They're seven and six. I want to take a look at their playoff situation here. Are they, they're in the eight seed right now. So, I mean, thanks to the Buffalo bills, the bottom falling out on them, they're still in it. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how they move forward. I get, we'll get to who they play this week, but a ton of shit came down with the COVID stuff this past week. Um, obviously it hit my Rams and we'll talk about them later, but the, the Browns have been hit really hard too. And I think Baker is actually Baker and maybe even step Kevin Stefanski are both on the COVID list. The thing that sucks about the Browns is they actually play. So there's no top 25 bowls this weekend. Um, no real games of note in college. So this is when the NFL tucks in a couple of those Saturday games and the Browns are one of those games. So you got to have it. So a lot of those COVID tests, uh, if you come back with two negative tests over two 24 hour periods, I think you can play, but you know, the Browns are in a tough spot because they play on Saturday. So anyway, Titans, beat the Jags. The Titans were hosting 20 to nothing. I've been hearing a little bit of stuff about like people in the Jags locker room are not loving the urban Meyer (laughs) system. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with the Jags right now. I mean, Trevor Lawrence seems to be regressing. He had four interceptions in that game. So the, the other interesting thing about that is, I heard that Marvin Jones, who it's like, if you're going to talk about a good player on the Jags, Marvin Jones would be one of them. And apparently he like called out urban Meyer, like in front of everybody. So there's some sort of turbulence going on in the Jags locker room. Uh, I wonder if urban flew back on the plane with him. Okay. Moving on to Arrowhead, the chief chiefs hosted the Raiders and the Chiefs just foot on face them, 48 to 9. It'll be interesting to see what Derek Carr does next year. I think he is a free agent, and there's a lot of good spots he could go to. Uh, one of them, in my opinion, is the Denver Broncos or the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think Derek Carr has been screwed in his situation a couple times. I mean, I know he wears eyeliner and everything, but he, how many coordinators has he gone through? He's on his second coach just this season. Um, the tumult that has been in the Raiders locker room this year. I mean, dude, the rugs thing, um, your best receiver, Darren Waller has been in and out. Um, I, I mean, I know he's a tight end, but he's basically a wide receiver. Uh, so the chiefs to me, this game didn't prove a whole lot because I knew that the Raiders were in a free fall mode, but the chiefs look back. And the, the, the interesting thing about the chiefs is it's their defense that is balling out. I think the chiefs still haven't hit their ceiling offensively. I know they dropped 48, but um, I, I, I still, I, I think that they have a lot more to show um, and 
dude, tonight is going to be insane. For a Thursday night game, we'll talk about that game in a second, but in a few minutes. But the Chiefs look good. I'm loving the Chiefs. I'm loving the fact that they are one game up on the uh, Chargers. So moving on. Saints go into New York to play the Jets. Dude, the Jets suck. Saints dropped 30. Um, Zach Wilson, you know, he put up 200 yards. I guess that's, I don't even know what we're, what we're cheering about in New York at this point. Like is Robert Sala, was that the mistake of all the new coaches? Was he the mistake? You know, he's supposed to be a defensive guy and they're putting up, I think they're averaging their uh, opponents are averaging 30 points a game. So that's not a great record, is it? Um, yeah, Jets three and ten. Saints have a big um, test against them this coming week against the Bucks. But uh, they ended that five game skid, and you know they're still in the hunt here. So it'll be interesting to see what they do this week against the Bucks. Probably lose, but now. I like them boys. The Cowboys do beat Washington, the team, um, 27 to 20. Look, uh, they're t- first of all, their coach guaranteed the win. Um, okay. What do you think, if you're a Cowboys fan, do you think that Kellen Moore is going to be a head coach next year? I, I think that he basically is the head coach now, but the Cowboys have a few problems. They're, they're going to win their division, but they're not going to advance any further in the playoffs. And their first round matchup is looking to be my Rammies. And I fucking love that. I think the Cowboys are a paper team and something is wrong with Zeke Elliott. Something is wrong with him. And Tony Pollard, who I personally think is actually better than Zeke, at least this year, he's been ascending over a longer time period. Uh, he's got, some sort of an ankle issue. I think he did practice today, but the Cowboys are beat up. Not that everybody's not beat up right now, but we'll, you know, the Cowboys need to hang tough and basically win out the rest of the way to keep the seed that they're in right now. Panthers host the Falcons. Matty ice goes in there, looks vintage quarter. Patterson, the greatest player on the face of the earth, apparently this year, at least in, Hot Lana does his thing. And, you know, the Panthers are back to being the Panthers. That, that, uh, sorry, the wifey just got home. The Panthers only got, I think, one win with the return of Cam. So they've got a quarterback issue. You know, that, that was a short lived love affair. Um, and the Falcons. Let me take a look at the old Falcons playoff hopes right here. Are they still viable? Is it possible? Let's take a look here. Um, they're in the 10 seed, but everybody, l- listen, it's like you've got Washington, Minnesota, Philly, and Atlanta, and New Orleans all at six and seven. So something's got to give this weekend, man. And, um, it's interesting. So see, then the Seahawks went into Houston, drubbed them. Tyler Lockett, man, you got to keep an eye on that guy. Uh, he is a fantasy dream. And Rashad Penny, dude, who had him in their lineup? 137 yards, two TDs. We said that the Seahawks can't run, but I guess you can if you're playing the Texans. So, uh, we play the Rams play the Seahawks this coming week. We'll see how many guys we'll see if we can even feel the team uh, this coming week. But I think the Texans might have a sneaky possibility for a win this week. We'll talk about that later. Lions back to being the lions. They have that beautiful looking record. The one 11 one. It looks like a fighter jet. So the lions lose to the Broncos and the Broncos are seven and six, man. And the Broncos are still in the playoff hunt. 38, you know, they put up 38 points. Bridgewater looks okay, um, at least in that game. And Melvin Gordon, dude, that's who they need to lean on. That's what they need to do. Um, Jared Goff, 
you know, he didn't look that great. Uh, moving on. Chargers look beautiful in SoFi. Put up 37. Now, the Giants did put up 21. I think a couple of those were sort of garbage points in the end. Um, Justin Herbert, man, 275 yards, three TDs. Eckler gets a TD. I think they were even playing with an injured Keenan Allen. So, uh, look, if you wanted to get me nervous about the Chargers, mission accomplished. Niners and the Bengals. Interesting game. So, the Niners seem to be with uh, Brandon Ayuk, and I, I think Debo Samuel actually got injured in that game. But... Jimmy G to George Kittle is just that's that's a hardcore little combo there. Uh, Kittle gets over 150 yards in a TD. I can't remember if that's the game that he did that tightrope walk, but either way, I mean the guy's a monster straight out of the trailer, looking like he's coming from a clan rally. He <laughs> um, and, and and you know like Joe Burrow, he he looks. He's a tough dude. He put up close to 350 yards through for two, two TDs, but uh, they're not able to uh, pull out the win there. And my my fear is they're going to start circling the drain. They have a huge game this week, and I think it's against the Vikings. I will find out soon. But this is their chance. This is their season this week. So, uh a lot to cheer for if you're look if you're a Bengals fan this year is all gravy. Joe Burrow has basically gotten through unscathed. I know he missed a couple games, but um, he he's your he's your franchise, and it's like that's locked in. You need somebody good as a quarterback in this league. That's the most important thing in the NFL, and you've you found your guy. So it's all good, bro. All right. Bills Buccaneers. What an insane. Now, was this the, yeah, this was the Sunday night game. What an interesting game because from the beginning, like the first half, let me start over. The bills can't run the ball. They've got Moss and Singletary and they just weren't really doing anything. In fact, you know what their running game is? Their running game is Josh Allen. Sorry. You know what? I'm going to have a little tea break here. Don't worry. I'm actually drinking as well. Um, and Tom Brady marching down the field, um, especially in that second quarter, he was looking great. Um, but the, the, the bills, um, they're in free fall mode. I, but Here's what I will say if you're a Bills fan, and I am a Bills fan. I mean, they're my AFC team. You didn't think you were going to go into Tampa Bay and beat what is arguably one of the best top three teams in the entire league. I just didn't think that was going to happen. You came back playing Bills football, uh, especially in the fourth quarter, and that is something to be proud of and something that you can build upon. I can't remember who they play this coming week, but I think they're going to trounce them. I think it's somebody easy. Buccaneers are 10 and three, dude. They, I think they have the number one seed. No, I'm sorry. They have the second seed. Green Bay has got the first seed. So they, here's a question, a philosophical question this year is, you know, we get the extra team that makes it into the playoffs or the extra wild card. But that means that only the first seed in each uh, conference gets a buy. How do you feel about that? As a fan, I'm like, well, you get an extra week of foot. You know, it's more games. So I guess that's a good thing. But it's, uh, I feel like if you're playing the entire season, and you're the second best team. It's like, don't you think Tampa Bay deserves a fucking first round bye? I do, but I don't know. I'm going off on a little tangent there. Okay. And then we've got the bottom line is the Bucks look great, possibly the best team in the league. And if there's a team that's better than them, it's the one that played in the, uh, in the, uh, in the next game. And that was the Packers hosting the bears. Bears. Mm 
look, the Packers covered. I don't know what it was. I think I had, I, I think it was like minus nine or something like that. So they still covered, but the bears made an interesting and Justin Fields had some moments, man, some running moments. Um, I think he got close to 75 yards on the ground. Um, but the bottom line is Aaron Rodgers. He's fully immunized. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Close to 350 yards and four TDs, dude. The guy is money, hooking up with Devontae Adams, 120 yards, two TDs. Packers are rolling, and they're just going to get better because they have more guys coming off the uh, IR that will be joining them. So really just a great team. Now let's look. Everybody's wondering, are we going to talk a ton of Rams football? And the answer is yes. What Didn't I tell you that – I, I, how should I start this? How sh- so on the day of the, actually the day before Monday night football. So on Sunday still, I start getting shit from like Matt and maybe Simi Valley Mally over text. And then on the day of the game, you know, we find out that Jalen Ramsey and uh, Havis, Rob Havistein and um, Tyler Higby are not going to be able to play because of the COVID protocol. And they're like, Chris is, uh, Chris is really nervous. Chris has, you know, I, I don't know why they thought that I was going to have diarrhea, like not nervous diarrhea. Like what's that all about? But I guess I could, what I hate is when I get a bunch of shit from guys like a see me Valley Mally, because you don't have, you know, I'm not going to apologize for being passionate about a team that is a contender. I'm lucky to be a contender when I, you know, there was a long time where the Rams, especially under Fisher, just sucked, you know? But for the last five years, by the way, this is year number five of Sean McVay, and we have been a winning team for the past five years. That's something to celebrate. I'm not going to apologize for loving a contending team and being passionate about that. Um, you know, as far as Matt goes, I don't know when it became okay to switch teams, you know, every year I actually extend it. So I got past that. I don't think anybody else should get past that, but I got past that. And I was like, look, Matt, join the Ramley hop on, get into the Rams house. This is a team that's fun to root for. And he said, no, I'm going to go with the giants. So when I get shit, so it's like, a, I'm not calling the plays B. I don't want to hear shit from people that are not sitting at the big boy table. You know, Matt, I, I, you're not allowed to talk shit at all this year. As far as I'm concerned now, you know, go Jared, you know, but I, I just don't want to hear it. And then after the game, after the Rams win, it's like silence, you know, it's just really frustrating that, you know, and then Jay's like too cool for school. Oh, well, I've, I'm a Pats fan. We've had a dynasty for the last 20 years. Okay. That doesn't mean that you get, so you don't get excited about games anymore. I mean, I did. Yeah, I did the Yosemite Sam gun fingers. Like what was it? 10 years ago at this point when the Pats beat the came back and beat the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, it was one weak moment. What do you want to say? But like, my lord. But let's let's actually dig into the game because this was a masterpiece. And oh gosh, I'm just getting like goosebumps talking about it. Mm. Okay, so at the beginning of the year, the Rams were winning a lot of games. Uh, one of which was against the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So don't talk about the Rams not being able to beat good competition that happened. Um, and then we went on a slide last month. I mean, God, I sure would have loved to have won a couple of those games that really we should have, uh, the Titans without Derrick Henry, the Niners. And honestly, I'm okay losing to the Niners because for whatever reason, some guys just have your number, you know? Um, and then we, we lost to the Packers, like I said, they may be the best team in the league. We got our mojo back against the Jags, but an interesting thing happened. An interesting thing happened on the way to the forum. No, actually it happened on the way to Jacksonville. Um, 
the so at the beginning of the year, um, Sean McVay has Matt Stafford, and he's supposed to be the savior. He's supposed to change everything. He's supposed to make everybody better. Then we we lose Cam Akers, but we get Sony Michelle. Everything's you know, Daryl Henderson was a first round pick the year before anyway. So maybe it's all good. We're winning big. And the way we're winning is here's something that you might not know about Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is actually the best quarterback over the last five years against the blitz. So he is drop it. So he's playing from shotgun. He's tossing it all over the field. Sean McVay is, you know, happy as a clam playing with his new toy. The problem is the league catches up and dude, DBs are just too fast and too good to, to play that way. And so the, the Rams needed to get back to what was their bread and butter and their bread and butter is playing the outside zone. And so that means, you know, the boots, the jet sweeps, the trick plays that actually work. And Against the Jags, that seemed to happen. And that happened again in this game. Um, you've got Matt under center. You've got Cooper Cup and, uh, you know, a no-name Stanton something, the the practice squad fucking tight end, uh, setting up blocks and finally getting a little bit of connectivity between Stafford and OBJ it was just beautiful. So I just want to talk about a few different plays that happened in this game. Um, yeah, I think it, the final score was like 30 to 23. It was the Rams were in control of that game the entire time. So first of all, hats off to um, Raheem Morris, because a lot of people were saying, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Um, they're this bend, but don't break kind of philosophy isn't working. Brandon Staley is looking like a mastermind down in San Diego, or I'm sorry, across the hall for the chargers, the new head coach. Um, but I really liked what he did. And although we went into halftime with a tie against the Cardinals, it was almost like we had the lead and we played that prevent defense, uh, just ate up a ton of clock, and it was just beautiful. It was just great coaching, really great coaching. So some of my highlights from the game were, first of all, Aaron Donald, I mean, three sacks, 14 pressures, by the way, the most amount of QB pressures this year so far in a single game. Um, and, 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 you know, and not, a, not only the sacks, he also got a offensive holding call against him, which is almost as good as the sack. Uh, you know, it's negative yards for the other team. So that was great. Then we got the, you know, Leonard, my boy, Leonard Floyd had an interception. Ernest Jones had an interception. Uh, and, and, and then back to like having our wall backs against the wall, dude, going into that game, you're playing arguably the best team in the NFL. I mean, at least record wise, it's the best team in the NFL and it in arguably the best division in the NFL. So there took, first of all, six starters out three. We already knew a few days prior to the date of the game. And then on game day, Tyler Higby, Jalen Ramsey, best corner in the league, arguably. And, um, and Rob Havestein, the right tackle, by the way, big props to my boy, um, Andrew Whitworth, 40 years old. Uh, he, <laughs> he played as the oldest only 40-year-old left tackle ever to play the game, so that's pretty cool. But back to the stats here. Um, I'm gay for Matt Gay. He he looks good. We find you know that was an issue for us last year. We went through all those shalom and a couple other kickers. So that's it's good to have that locked up. Um, but let's talk about some of the stars. So Cooper Cup, my lord, this guy is so freaking awesome. Uh, just he's such a heady player. I mean, just, yeah, he had the amazing touchdown uh, where Matt Stafford just laser beam only to him in the end zone. Uh, that was just great. But his blocking, his blocking is what got OBJ open so many times. His blocking is what got Sony Michelle to have that 30 yard run. I mean, the, he's just, he's just so freaking good. I love the dude little CK fire, man. Um, 
My boy Van Jefferson, now I will say later in the game, he had a couple of like back-to-back penalties against him, but an interesting little tidbit about that game, Van Jefferson catches that monster bomb. Also, by the way, set up by Cooper Cup in a blocking uh, situation. And I think it was a 50-plus yard bomb. That's what's great about Matt Stafford. It's like... It's like, yeah, now he's playing the outside zone so he can do those little quick little plays, the shifty plays, the nifty plays, as my boy Scott Hansen says. But he also he, he also has just pinpoint actor accuracy. Uh, the cool thing about that was Van Jefferson on that touchdown runs over to his dad, who is a coach on the Cardinals, gives him the ball. His dad, you know, feigns looking disgusted, but, you know, he was proud of him. That, that's got to be an awesome moment. Uh, Sony Michelle running strong. Von Miller had a, had a couple uh, great moments in that game as well. Joseph Noteboom, dude, uh, we were wondering what's going on with this guy. Like, what is his future with the Rams? Well, he steps in for Rob Havenstein and just does a great job as a right tackle. Oh, uh, dude. How about this guy? Kareem, Kareem or safety <laughs> pulled off the practice squad day of the game, never played a real down in the NFL. And they're like, dude, uh, you're going to be covering, uh, <laughs> you're going to be covering fucking oh, shit. Uh, what's his name? The, the other good wide receiver used to be on the Bengals. God damn it. That's a bad moment for me. I'll admit but it'll come to me anyway. Mad props to him. Um, Daryl Henderson obviously was out. Jalen Ramsey was out. Um, but let's talk about Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is back in the conversation as an MVP. I doubt he'll get it behind Tom Brady, but he does. He allows you to do so many things. He's so good that he made Sean McVay comfortable. That's what happened over those weeks. They, he started playing. He was like, well, I'm just going to air it all over the field. The problem is the receivers aren't fast enough to get to where Matt wants to throw without a little trickeration. So we got back to that, playing that outside zone game. So that's, that's refreshing. We saw it in the Jags game, but we didn't know if that was real. Was it like, was this really happening or is it just the Jags that you're playing? Well, they played against a great pass rushing team with Chandler Jones and um, just, you know, (laughs) if you're talking about stepping up competition between the Jags and the cards, I think it's pretty obvious, but what an absolute thrill of a game. Um, I know I've gushed about the Rams maybe a little too long. The thing that I like about this, well, I like a lot of things about this, but I don't think they had to win that game, but they would have been battling with the Niners for that spot against the Cowboys in the playoffs if they had lost. So this gives them a little bit of breathing room. And I'm just really excited that they are now like the NFC West is up for grabs. Now that's, what's amazing about this whole situation. Now this COVID thing, man, it's, I'm not going to rest on my laurels and we have to play the Seahawks next and they're off of a win. So it's not a guaranteed thing. Let's, let's take a quick, but anyway, that is my overview of the Rams Cardinals game. Uh, You know, making Kyler look fairly pedestrian. Oh, Quick little shout-out to my boy, Greg Gaines, greased whitening, chasing down Kyler Murray uh, in the first quarter. I don't know if you guys saw that. And and then Cooper Cup, man, uh, whoever the corner is in Arizona, the same guy that was covering him on the touchdown, like when they were from the 10-yard line, uh, he threw a just a bomb to Cooper later on. Stafford threw a bomb to... Cooper later on, and he just absolutely torched this corner and they were both on the ground. And then Cooper cup, like helps him get up. It was just so disrespectfully respectful. I loved it. So the Cardinals are still a great team. Um, I don't understand their three and three home record. It's a little strange, but Aaron Donald, my Lord, he played out of his mind. He is the NFC defensive player of the week. 
And I'm just, I'm on a high from this team. And I'm, like I said, I'm not going to apologize for being passionate about a contending team, a great team. Um, they're starting to hook up and it looks like the strategy for offense has changed back to the bread and butter of what Sean McVay does. And I'm here for it, bro. So uh, let's take a quick break and look at the college games that we have coming down the pike. And I'll just give you a couple of quick takes because we don't talk enough college football, man. We don't talk enough college football. Uh, on Friday, we have an interesting game. We have Coastal Carolina uh, and Northern Illinois in the tail greeter cure bowl. But I like Coastal Carolina minus 10 and a half. So we got that going on. Any other interesting games? Uh, let's see. I like Fresno State against UTEP. Uh, Fresno's minus 11 and a half. A lot of big favorites, but I, I think a lot of these guys are going to cover. Mm, Utah State and Oregon State. That's an interesting one. That, by the way, this is the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Should I? That's at SoFi. Should I just go to that? No, 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 no. But Oregon State minus seven. Uh, I like them there. And anything else? Oh, on Tuesday, the 21st, we've got San Diego State and um, UTS. Oh, University of Texas, San Antonio. I like San Diego State here. Money line them. Uh, UTSA is minus two and a half. I like to money line that. And then on Wednesday, the 22nd, just because we're not going to get to that because we'll probably do the podcast on that Wednesday. You've got Missouri and Army in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. I like Army there. They are favored minus three and a half. You can buy that hook. That would be great because Army looked tough against Navy for most of the game um, in the last, I think it was last week. So I would take Army. Okay. That's enough college football. Let's move into, boop, boop. let's get into it. Week. Oh my God. Can't believe we're in week 15. It's making me a little bit sad, but it's all good. So I thought I would do something a little bit differently. We know that what we're, the best part of the show is going to their games and talking about the spreads. So I thought this week I would record all of my picks here, and then we'll see how we do. So we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 games. Okay. Oh, right, because there's no buys anymore. So let's see if I can go better than – let's see if I can go 10 and 6. If I can go 10 and 6, that's amazing. That's 60%. Uh, and – you know, a good professional better is like 55%. So let's see if we can get to that next week. Okay. Starting tonight, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs right here in L.A. at SoFi at the Chargers. Huge game. Playoff implications, obviously. $100 implications for me and Jay. I've got Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City is minus three, and I will take Kansas City in the points. Okay. Then we've got Las Vegas, and oh, looks like we've got a little little listener question here, too. Uh, Anthony from Connecticut, I know he's a big Pats fan. He says, that's no, not really a question. He's just letting me know that the 2024 Super Bowl is in Vegas. <laughs> How big of a party is that going to be? Well, it's going to be insane, first of all. Um, I wonder how much a hotel room is going to be on the strip. That's going to be insane. And the betting on that, oh, God, that's going to be a lot of fun. Now, you know, here at the at the Bell household, Bell Manor, we have a pretty raging Super Bowl party here ourselves. Um, but I think I would give that up to go to the <laughs> to go to the Vegas Super Bowl. Hot take there. Okay. Back to the action. Las Vegas goes to Cleveland. Now this is an interesting, so this is a, by the way, this is a Saturday game and Cleveland is one of those seven teams that is on the crazy COVID intense protocol. Cleveland is minus five. I'm going to take Vegas plus the points Vegas plus five, even though they looked absolutely horrible against the chiefs last week, but I, I think, you know, Cleveland is playing without probably going to have to play without Baker and who's their backup there. Fuck. Oh shit. I can't remember who. 
Baker Mayfield's backup is. But it's basically like, oh, Case Keenum. So is Case Keenum any worse than Baker Mayfield's? Not much. So I could go either way, but I'm still going to stick with Vegas plus the points. Okay. Next is New England in Indy. This is an interesting one. Oh, got another listener question on this one. This one is from Mediterranean Tommy. He's a Pats fan. This is my father. Okay. So he says, after the last few games in this season, can we put the Brady or Belichick question to bed? So I think what he's saying is like, who won the divorce? And at the beginning of the season, well, actually at the end of last season, hell, because Tom Brady got another ring. It looked like Tom Brady won the divorce and people are saying like, well, how important was Belichick really? Well, I don't think it's just Belichick. It's, it's Daniels as well, Mick Daniels as well, but I, I got to give it up to the Pats. I mean, first of all, they're, they're the number one seed in the AFC. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> oh shit. They are. They're the number one seed in the fucking AFC. Oh, they're nine and four. Tennessee is nine and four as well. If there's anyone, God, this is insane. I hope you enjoyed your six months of new England being kind of shitty, but you know, Mac Jones is still a puppy. There's so much. What am I trying to say here? This is a lot about good coaching. I mean, the fact that they went into Buffalo and won with three passes is just absolutely stunning. I thought there was great coaching chewing up the clock and playing keep away from the Cardinals in the Rams game, but that would, I admit it hats off to Belichick for that. And yeah, I, I think, look, the two are, wouldn't be possible without the other. So yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay. New England goes into Indy. The interesting thing about this is it opened with new England minus two and a half. And now it's Indy minus two and a half. I don't understand that. Is there a code? By the way, I should have prefaced all of this as, you know, it's about 7 p.m. on Wednesday, the 15th for me. So I don't, there's going to be a ton of COVID stuff coming down over the next two days. So I don't think they're not on that list. I just don't understand that. I'm going to take Indy. I'm going to take Indy because is what is, what is Bill Belichick going to do? He's going to try to shut down JTT. Yeah. But Am I pinning all my hopes on on Carson then? Yeah, I am. But I'm still going to do it because I'm a Patriots hater, so I'm going to take Indy right there. Okay, next we've got Washington going into Philly. Another COVID casualty is Washington. They've got five or six players on there as well. Taylor Heineke, got to give it up to the guy. He's, you know, he's winning some ball games, um, but I'm still going to have to take Philly minus two and a half. It's at home. I'll take Philly there. Okay. I was right. Buffalo hosts Carolina. This is a big boy line. Minus nine and a half. Oh, shit. That's what it opened at. Now it's at 11. Oh, my goodness. Mm, that's a big number. But it's Carolina, and it's in Buffalo. What What's the weather supposed to be like? Um, it's supposed to be 32. So, which is like a beautiful spring day in Buffalo. You know what? I'll take Buffalo at 10 and a half. I think they got it in them. Carolina sucks right now. Okay. Then we've got Miami hosting the New York Jets. This opened at minus seven. It's now at minus 10. I'm taking Miami. I'm taking Miami. Anything interesting about that game? Not really. Dallas goes into New York. Uh, this opened at... Dallas minus 10 and that hasn't really moved. It looks like it's at 10 and a half now. Mm. Who did the giants play last week? Oh, they played the, they played the chargers, I think. And they did. Okay. You know what? I'm going to take the New York giants plus 10 and a half. And I like that. Yeah. Plus 10 and a half. Okay, cool. Then we've got Green Bay in Baltimore. Green Bay is minus two. 
this line doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. I mean, I know they're in Baltimore, but I think Lamar is battling with a leg injury. I think he did practice today. Aaron's got that broken toe or whatever, but he's playing through it. And this line doesn't make any sense. And this may be a pre preview of my bet of the week. So I will take green Bay there. Oh shit. No, it's not minus two. It's minus five and a half. Fuck. That's a big line. Let's do it. Let's see what ESPN has it at. ESPN has it at, because that's the one I want to take it at. Green Bay minus five and a half. Jesus. Oof. All right. I'll take it. I think I, Baltimore has some shit going on. They don't have a running back. They're running. So I, I guess I'll take Green Bay there. Yeah. Okay. Pittsburgh hosting Tennessee. Uh, opened at Tennessee minus two and a half. It's now at two. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to change my answer to Tennessee just because I want Tennessee to win. Cause this is the only way that new England can lose their, their number one seed. So I'll take Tennessee minus minus two. I'll take it at minus two. Okay. Houston. Well, let's see what ESPN has it as. I'll just do whatever that is. Oh, it's minus one and a half. You know what? Even better. Take minus one and a half. Okay. Houston at Jacksonville. Oh, this is what I was talking about. So this opened up at Jacksonville minus three and a half. This line has not changed. And I'm taking Houston, man. I think Houston is angry, and I think Jacksonville has locker room problems. I'm actually pretty confident of that, and I might even money line that. You know what? For my own personal use, I'm going to money line that. Okay. Arizona whew, opens minus 12 and a half against Detroit. Now, here we go. Detroit is another one of those teams that's in the intense COVID protocol. Uh, this line is actually, it's gone up a little bit. Let's see what ESPN has it as. Uh, let's see. Lions minus uh, Lions plus 13. Hmm. That's a big number, but I think, you know, the Cardinals feel embarrassed and Detroit is missing players because of COVID. I would love to say that like my boy, Jared Goff, you know, it's like, by the way, still getting Rams money. So technically I should be rooting for him because he is still a Ram, uh, at least on the payroll. Uh, but I got to take Arizona. I think they're going to just absolutely demolish them. Now, oh, this just came in. DeAndre Hopkins out for the season. That is a huge loss. Kind of love that. for. The, I hate, you know, D-Hop is, in my opinion, the greatest wide receiver in the league. And, boy, he got shut down as well by not Jalen Ramsey last week. <laughs> mm. But, uh, so I, I, and I think we play them again. No, we don't play them again. So hopefully Detroit can pull some magic out of their hat and destroy that most beautiful looking record. But you got to go Arizona here. Okay. San Francisco hosts Atlanta. This is another of those. Atlanta is in intense COVID protocol. I don't know how many players they lost or if Matty Ice is going to be playing. San Francisco opened at minus seven and a half. Well, the books must have found something out because it is currently... Currently, San Francisco minus nine. It's a big number, man. It's a big number. Uh, it's currently minus nine. You know what? Give me some Kittle. Kittles and bits. Doesn't bother me as much at uh, San Francisco continuing to win at this point because I think we're too far ahead of them. So uh, minus nine. I'll take San Francisco. Okay, Cincinnati goes into Denver, and it looks like we've got another question from Denver Tie. Let's see what let's see what Denver Tie has to say. Um, let's see, let's see. Broncos are seven and six, but there's no team identity, and we haven't made the playoffs since Peyton left. If you were the GM, what would you do for next year? Stay the course, fire Vic. Replace Teddy, clean house, and get rid of both. Well, I guess if I'm the GM, you've already cleared house on the, like, 
Elway's no longer there, I guess. <laughs> but look, you're never going to be able to look who's in your division now. You've got, you know, Derek Carr is, is, in my opinion, is better than Teddy Bridgewater. That's your best case scenario. Dude, Justin Herbert is going to be a pain in your ass for the next decade or more, as is Patrick Mahomes. So you gotta you gotta upgrade at QB. Like I said at the beginning of the show, dude, QB is the most important thing. You should overspend for that. Um, gosh, here's what you could, best case scenario is: you somehow manage to wrangle away Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. That's your best hope, man. And that's what I would try to do as a GM. I would like trade the, you know, the earth, the stars and the moon for one of those two guys. That's so worth it. And the word on the street as of today is that Aaron Rodgers, even if they win a Super Bowl, is not going to stay in Green Bay. So the guy has a lot more years left in him. He's got at least five years left, I think, um, if he's in a situation that he gets to rule the roost. So that's what I would try to do. The next option, look, next year is not a great quarterback class. Um, So I'd probably just, if you can't get one of those two guys, or maybe you have your private investigators look into the Deshaun situation, you need to to upgrade a quarterback. That's the only way you're going to be able to get out of this because your your running back game is not that bad. You still got a good defense. You got to get rid of Fangio, man. You know, in this division, you can't have somebody like that. Um, and you lost Von Miller. Yeah, I, I would try to get that. That's That would be my strategy. Thanks for the question, Ty. Do we have any other questions? Um, okay. Well, Maddie wants to know, is there any scenario where you can see the Chargers winning the AFC, not the Super Bowl, the AFC? Yeah, there's a scenario, but... Um, they get in as a wild card. Let's take a look at those playoffs. Like what's going on, uh, in the AFC here. All right. So the chargers are the five seed now and who would they be playing? Chargers are playing Baltimore and I can see them winning that game. And then they would play probably Buffalo. Yeah, man. I mean, I can see them winning the. Uh, it's like I don't see them beating Kansas City now. Tomorrow's gonna, tomorrow's gonna tell us a lot. But God, God, this is so exciting. Tonight's game for you guys, and tomorrow night for me is just such an amazing Thursday night game. Your thoughts on Thursday night in general, man? <laughs> I, I saw that um, one of the Bosa brothers was complaining about it. And it's like, dude, he's like, the league doesn't care about um, the health of the players. Well, yeah, no shit, dude. Like, if they played, cared about the health of the players, they, first of all, there wouldn't be Thursday night games. They wouldn't have added a 17th game to the schedule. Of course, they don't care about you. Um, you know, say what you will about baseball. You know, I don't watch baseball a lot. When I look at, when I do watch baseball, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people at the game watching baseball, but you know, who does love baseball, baseball players, because they've got a good union. That's your problem. That's why you're playing a Thursday night game. You signed up for it. Your, your union agreed to it. So I don't know why I went on a tangent there, but anyway, back to this game in Denver, Cincinnati or Denver. It opened up at Cincinnati minus three, which is basically saying they're minus six if this was uh, in Cincinnati. It is now, oh, this is interesting. It is now Denver minus two and a half, which is weird to me because, no, Denver's not on the COVID protocol. So let's see what they've got here. Denver minus two and a half. God, that's a weird number. And then let's take a look at the standings real quick, because remember, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get at least 60% of my picks, right? This. So this is what I was talking about. The Brett. So the, Oh my gosh, listen to this. The Colts are seven and six. 
The Bills are seven and six. The Browns are seven and six. The Bengals are seven and six. The Broncos are seven and six. Hell, the the fucking Steelers are six and six. Gosh, what a good game. This is such a good game. And I'm nervous for you, Ty. Mm. You know what? I'm going to change. Denver's a tough place to play. I'm still going to ride with Cincy, man. I'm sorry, Ty. I'm going to. I, I want to see your, I wouldn't be, this is like a stay away game for me for sure. But like my eyeballs are going to be glued to this game. It's fascinating. Okay. Then we've got Seattle going to coming here to SoFi. Again, the Rams are on that COVID list. More players were apparently added. Um, who are, who's the newest play? I, I don't even have the list, man, but we're, we might not even be able to field a fucking team, but this opened at minus seven. Because of the COVID stuff, it looks like the Rams are now minus four and a half. Um, not playing money, putting money on this game, but like Seattle, I don't, by the way, I do not want to see like multiple touchdown hookups between Russell and Tyler Lockett. Now, uh, what's his face? The the ripped DK Metcalf. He has been pretty like quiet over the last few games. Uh, I'd hate to see him bust out for a big one, but you never know. This is a tough divisional game. Um, the Seahawks, if nothing else would like to be a, you know, a spoiler for the Rams. So this is going to be tough, but I'm still going to take my Rammies at minus four and a half here. I think we can get it done with, uh, band-aids and bubblegum holding us together. And then we've got new Orleans going into Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is my, it opened at minus 11 and a half. It is currently at minus 11. I believe, let me get you the, the ESPN number. It is minus 11. Yes. Um, that's interesting. I guess Taysom Hill is going to be playing quarterback. If you want to say that, um, gosh, Tampa Bay has just been looking so good. Can they win by, two touchdowns. What I might want to do if I was betting this, which I probably will, uh, I would try to buy that point so that it's because that gets you down to 10. Do you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can win by a touchdown and a field goal? The answer is yes, but I will take the 11 because that's what I'm allowed in this competition. So I will take Tampa Bay at minus 11. Okay. Minnesota and Chicago. This is an interesting game because again, both of those games, both of those teams technically still in the hunt. Um, I think they might even have very similar records. This game opened with Minnesota minus four. Here's the deal. Both of these teams are in the intense COVID protocol. So this is so weird and so hard to, hard to ascertain what's going to happen here. So this Monday night game, the good thing for them is they get that extra day to get the two negative COVID tests. Cause a lot of these are apparently are like false negatives or false positives. I mean, Minnesota is currently minus three and a half. I like Minnesota here. Uh, I'll take him at minus three and a half. So there you go. Week 15 in the books. Thank you for hanging with me here. Let's, uh, let's go to our bets of the week, week, week. All right. So last week, it looks like Matt um, had the Bucks minus three. At the Bills, or Bills at Bucks, Matt had Bucks minus three. Matt, you won, so you are now at eight and six. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Let's see. Eight and six, yep. And then Jay had Falcons at Panthers. He had Panthers minus two and a half. He lost. Ooh, gosh. So Jay was at eight and five. Now he's at eight and six. I was at seven, five, and one, and I had Saints at Jets, and I had the Saints minus five. I won, so I moved to eight, five, and one, and I am currently in the lead. That is nice to hear, and that is your bets of the week. Our OT report, oh gosh, I forgot an OT report, but I did want to talk about holiday pet peeves. And what are your top pet peeves? I'd like you to know, like, if you've got a holiday pet peeve, shoot it over to me, uh, abkmailbag at gmail.com. 
Um, holiday pet peeves. I got to tell you, I don't really like these midweek company holiday parties. Um, I'm actually going to one tomorrow night. It, it should be fun. I mean, it's my wife's company. Um, they're always fun. But the problem is, it's like I just – I don't want to pay for an Uber midweek. Maybe that just makes, maybe I'm just being a Grinch. Um, not a very good OT report this week, but I hope you enjoyed all the Rams talk. I hope it was everything you were hankering for. Um, hope you guys enjoy the games and wherever Matt and Jay are, you know, I hope you guys are having a nice time and I'm not sure why you're not on the podcast. I mean, it's like, I guess I should be thankful because I got to talk Rammies. Uh, but that's all for this week. Before we go, chop it up with us at abkmailbag at gmail.com. Tell a friend. Give us a review on iTunes. Chris, out. Keyshawn.